0: Welcome to the Media Insider, the podcast which gives you the secrets on how to get into the media. Every episode, I interview a commissioning editor or producer about exactly what stories and interviews they commission for their pages or programme and how you can pitch to them. I'm your host, Helen Croydon. I'm an author, a former journalist, and now I run a small PR practice called ThoughtLeadershipPR.com, helping business leaders, academics, entrepreneurs, and public figures become better known as experts in their field. If you like this podcast, please tell your colleagues, share it on social media. That's how others find it. This episode, I'm joined by Cheryl Cole. Cheryl is editor of Diversity Q, which is part of the Bon Hill Media Group, which publishes all sorts of business magazines, some online and some in print. So, Cheryl's also been an editor for GlaxoSmithKline magazine, among many other comms roles. So, can you give us a top line overview of any regular slots or formats on the publication?
1: yeah so hi, Helen. Um actually, thank you very much for inviting me along today. um so, yes, yeah, so I'm the editor of Diversity and it's a platform that we launched just over three years ago now at Bonhill group and what we do is we provide businesses with a greater understanding of what diversity and inclusion mean in the workplace and to some extent provide information and solutions they can use as a guide along their d e i journey so When it comes to what we look for, regular slots, we have a lot of regular slots. We do profiles of individuals who come from vast demographics. Um, We do that so that we can elevate them as role models. Uh, We do a lot of thought leadership pieces um, on specific subjects, because while we have a lot of um, knowledge, we're not expert on everything. Um, We do guides, how-tos. We do reports, uh, white papers. Um yeah, everything along those lines, because we're really there, as I said, to provide information to businesses.
0: And do you have the audience figures?
1: So mm, on average, it's about 20,000 a month, I think.
0: And are they mostly from the UK or are they from uh, worldwide?
1: Uh, so that's a really difficult one, actually, because we have a really strong presence in North America, UK and India, surprisingly. And we've also picked up a lot of traction in Australia. And it's very difficult to answer specifics about readers. I think last year we had over 160,000, 70,000 readers. But our readers are really diverse. <laughs> Excuse the pun. There's no pun intended there. Um, we cater to diversity, equity and inclusion. We cover current DEI trends. We also attract uh CEOs and entrepreneurs from various demographics for the same reason. Equally, because we feature a lot of role models, we appeal to employees who want to see themselves represented in their sector, what to know and how to progress in their role, and also what their company or others are doing to improve inclusion. So putting a figure exactly on our leadership is really difficult because it's so broad and we get traction from everybody. So, yeah.
0: Okay. And can you give us an outline of the planning process? So I know you are part of the wider Bon Hill uh, media group. So do you all work together? And if so, is there a central planning meeting? How many people are involved in the process?
1: So a quick answer for that is yes and no. DiversityQ primarily works with the events team in Bon Hill rather than the other editorial teams. And the reason for that is that the other editorial groups Within the company, I was completely focused on IT or completely focused on providing financial insights and solutions to businesses and corporations. And yes, there's an element of crossover in that we are all still trying to promote diversity and equity inclusion, but they do it in a uh, much smaller way than we do they're talking about to their clients ad hocly how they can improve relationships within their companies. We're more broader than that. You know, we're trying to get everybody to do the same thing or not the same thing, but work across the same ways. And it also crossovers to many different sectors apart from just those two. So we work with the events team because we have within our portfolio the Women In series, which focuses on elevating women in IT, in asset management and the finance sectors. So, we talk about everything diversity and inclusion and belonging related that's going to really promote those women in those sectors and offer some kind of careers advice. So, the long and short of it is when it comes to planning content, it's mostly the events team that we talk to. So, at the beginning of every year, Diversity Q, the editorial team wants a we'll look at our editorial calendar based on core themes and trends world events um, awareness days that are coming up and the women in women in it and finance and asset management summits and awards so we work to fill our calendar knowing that those things are going to happen and then we work on a month or two in advance basis to look at the core stories that we're going to need to support Everything that I've just mentioned above. Then we drill down to every Monday. My small editorial team and I will then check that we don't have any missing gaps in our coverage for the month on a particular theme or event. And if we do, uh, we'll then shout out. So it might be that we shout out on the sponsors to help us fill that editorial gap. Other than that, we have editorial meetings every Monday morning, just the three of the core team, where we run through the week um, and brief each other on what we've got going on or what's missing where what we're up to um, but we're not that prescriptive because stories break all the time people come to us with novel ideas or people to interview all the time and we are a bit more flexible that we can slot people in and out but when it comes to planning it's an overarching plan at the beginning of the year then on a month basis then every Monday morning is how we work
0: and do you publish that annual list of um, topics that you're going to cover
1: we don't it's not something that we've ever thought about doing but if there is a, if people come to us and tell us that there's a need we can certainly do that but when it comes to topics we're mainly looking at things that are going to improve diversity equity and inclusion belonging mental health and well-being in organizations We look at recruitment, we look at retention, we look at career progression, uh, we look for diverse role models, um, and anything relating to workplace improvements around race, gender, LGBT, disability, working parents' rights, etc. So those are our overarching topics. We're always going to be working on something related to those.
0: Um, And you say there's a core team of three. So that's you, the editor. And who else is on the core team?
1: So I have with me um, Annie May, Annie May, who works as a senior reporter. And I also have with me Mm. Rachel Whittingham, who works as she basically supports everything that we do in terms of social and research, etc., across that FTQ. Okay,
0: brilliant. Now, I want to talk about pitching because a lot of our uh, uh, readers are either PRs or people that want to pitch themselves into the media. So, Um, First of all do you get a lot of pitches?
1: I've got 250 emails in my email box at the moment which I just cannot shift because I get so much stuff coming every day and it's really hard to respond to everything in a timely fashion and I apologize to anybody who sent me anything that I haven't responded to because that's the reason why. We get so much stuff sent to us, not always appropriate but when it comes to pitching um It depends really, in terms of style, it depends on whether it's a news or a feature, um, how we like to receive information. But when it comes to news, quotes work really well. Yeah especially if it's something that we can build on and it explains why it matters. We see a lot of research that at times it just becomes meaningless because everyone's throwing figures at us and they often contradict and repeat themselves as well, which doesn't help. But if a story is based on research, tell me the impact and the outcome and what will change as a result to benefit others first rather than just hit me with lots of numbers because I'm really not interested in lots of numbers. Numbers change in the DEI space, numbers change all the time. And as I said, there's so many points of views that one will contradict each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting that you've made the distinction between news and features, because I think that is something that I talk about a lot when I um, give advice to people on pitching. And it's something that a lot of PRs don't even understand or, or people that don't have any experience in the media just do not understand the difference or the significance of formats of stories. So on that note, what's the most likely way that a pitch may convert to coverage? Because most people assume it's sort of press release news story, but in what is the reality of that?
1: So for us, I mean, we love op-eds, and uh, the reason we love op-eds is because we have a lot of um, experience in DQ, and as you know, our aim is to help organisations improve their equality, diversity, and inclusion, in belonging practice. and for them to do so, it means addressing. The way they work in a variety of ways. It includes having things like anti-harassment, bullying, anti-bullying policies in place, how they might be managing their pay gaps, gen you know, that's we gender, ethnicity or disability, you know, their remote working or working parents policies. So there's a lot of topics that we cover that we can't always give the most up to date advice or opinions on. And that's why we love op-eds. So if we've got somebody out there who's a thought leader in that area, who can add richness to the conversation and offer advice that we might not have thought about, please let us know about it. On the flip side of that, though, I would also say, please also, before you do pitch, look on Diversity Q because we do have lots of great advice on there. And we're looking for something that's different. Don't always give us the same thing. And.
0: What are your um, pitching no-no's? You know, I know that you said before that some aren't entirely appropriate. (laughs) Maybe you can embellish on that.
1: Yeah, so as I said, don't bring me something that I've heard about before um, and don't try to disguise something you've sent me before. I mean, I know I've got a lot of emails to get through, but I do get through them and I know (laughs) when I have seen something and that just kind of, Yeah, frustrates me a little bit. Um, We're not so keen on celebrity endorsement. You know, EDI or Quality, Diversity and Inclusion has a huge impact on people's lives. So unless that person... Celebrity has a real lived experience to share, or is making real impact and trying to improve the lives of others without financial gain. I'm not a huge fan. You know, as I said, also stay away from regurgitated research. And please, as I said, have a look on DQ before you send me a story idea that's not relevant. I mean, we've had stories about um Wilco's, you know, Christmas decorations. Why are you sending us that? I know it were. You know, we get put on generic emailing list but it just annoys us to the point that we buy you so what's the point in that because later on down the line you might actually have a relevant story for us that we won't pay attention to so just make sure that we're on the right list and if you have to work really hard at making a story a piece of content relevant then it's obviously not so don't send it to us because again it just it you know we remember these things and every time you send us stuff in the future we'll just bin 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 yeah
0: and do you get um so you know obviously you get pitches from prs and uh companies and members of the public and what about writers do you get pitches from
1: freelance writers yeah we get pitches from freelance writers all the time and again my biggest bugbear is that they you know they come to me and they say oh we're a really great writer and we love what you do and we want to write about the latest cybersecurity um initiatives blah 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 and i'm thinking well that's great, and I'm glad that you're really good at what you do, but we don't cover cyber <laughs> initiatives, so why are you pitching that to me? And it's a shame, because that person could be really good at what they do, but they haven't done their research. So if you're going to pitch to us as a freelance writer, by all means, but make sure that you've researched us properly to see what we're about. And we're about giving organisations advice on career progression in the main. You know, it's how to elevate employees in the main wherever they employee comes from. Yeah. And do you have a budget for freelance writers? We don't, primarily because we're still quite a baby organisation, baby publication, I should say. And we also, because we do get a lot of stuff sent to us, there isn't a need to have a budget. I have had freelancers who send us stuff because they want to um, widen their portfolio and I'm happy to give them the exposure as long as, as it is relevant as I said
0: yeah no it, it's a common it's a common model I was um curious about that um so do you have any examples of any brilliant or funny or terrible pitches
1: yeah I heard one this week actually about a multicultural event involving um a super forest of 40 foot light up super trees taking place next year it's very very random and the event is aimed at celebrating diversity in the UK which is fine but the pitch which lost me when it cited research that claimed 77% I think it was of plants found in the UK originated overseas. So the event was actually about celebrating the diversity of the UK's people and plants, especially as a project um, intended to educate the public on the UK's queer, trans and non-binary population through the lens of plant life. Because Many of the plants grown in the UK don't follow the same binary normative rules as human societies. Right. And I just thought, right. <laughs> You're trying a bit hard here. Very hard here. Um, and I, I yeah, it, I just was lost for words on that one. It, it made me knuckle, <laughs> but I just thought that's that's trying too hard. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That is great.
1: Um, any really good ones? Um, the good ones for me are the ones that show where people have overcome adversity to really succeed and thrive so if you can tell me a good story about an individual who has made a difference and impact despite of their different in their workplace or as an entrepreneur in or in society in the community I want to hear about that because we really want to look for role models and have role models that people can people from diverse communities can say you know they achieved something so there's obviously room for me to do so, also.
0: Yeah, um, and how much do the team of Diversity Q and the rest of Bon Hill like confer on stories? Say, if you received a pitch which might be good for them, do you send it on, and vice versa?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We often steal each other's stories. I, I mean, I know I said earlier that we don't really sit down as core Bon Hill editorial teams and band um, converse regularly. Well, we should do, but we don't. Um, we do steal each other's stories. So if I see something or receive a press release, I will send it on. If they've seen something, they will do the same. Or we will say, who, who, Do you want to write this one up first? And we'll take it from you. Or if they see something that we've published on the site, they will then use it on their sites as well. So we do cross-pollinate. Um, we do use stories across multiple sites when they're relevant.
0: Okay. And just finally, are there any trends you've observed in your role um, about how the media works or how journalists are operating?
1: I, I was thinking about this and I thought, that's a really hard one, because if I'm honest, I'm quite blinkered and focused and head down in everything, equality, diversity and inclusion. So if I look at it from that point of view, I say that the sector is trying to make change um, and improve it. And I think more and more journalists have caught on to the importance of the subject matter. But I think they need to understand it a little bit better. I don't want people to just jump on a bandwagon. I want people to take time to really understand what the issues are so that when they are pitching stories, they can pitch credible stories that are going to make an impact and a difference not just recite something they've just heard make sure that you understand it properly and I think for that to happen I think the sector itself needs to become a little bit more diverse you know we need to be hearing from different voices different thought processes different ways of working in the sector itself, that all has a long way to go. And I want people to also recognise that when our publication is at its core about people progression, um, and everybody in their organisation, you can't tell me, you know, black, white, with a disability, from the LGBTQ, whatever they are, everybody within our organisation wants to progress. So why not give everybody that equal opportunity to do so some people might want need a bit more help so you recognize that and you offer that where it's appropriate but everybody just wants to be feel like they belong in their organization and progress so if you look at stories in that sense then that's what diversity q is all about and i think if the media and journalists understand that as well they'll be better at pitching to us and other organizations that they want to get a good human story across absolutely
0: absolutely that is exactly the advice that i give uh, a lot of people when they ask me about pitching to the media uh, cheryl cole from diversity q thanks so much for sharing your insights thank you helen for having me thanks on. for listening to the media insider please share this podcast or rate it on your podcast app. That's how others find it. If you're keen to get into the media or get your message and expertise more widely known, then visit thoughtleadershippr.com and see how I could help. Or find me on Twitter. Just search Helen Croydon. Good luck with your pitching.